Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host Kevin DeVries and as always if you'd like to reach us at the podcast you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. Alright, we are back with another season review, this time with Sam, who you can find on Twitter at Mr. Sam E. Cox. We did a Pierre Emil Hoiberg for Kyle Walker Peters segment uh, that came out yesterday. If you want to go listen to that, uh, it'll be included in the description here. But now we're here to talk about Southampton's season. Obviously, uh, ups and downs. There's a scoreline that I'm not going to make you talk about, but if you get there, <laughs> feel free. Every TV announcer has done it thus far. Uh, but I wanted to start by talking about since the restart. You had the third best form since the restart happened. Uh, just pretty incredible performances. What did you make of of that section in particular? And then we'll step back and look at the overarching picture. Yeah, like like most, was was really impressed with how we came back from the restart, I think. Our fitness was was key to that. Um, I think we entered entered the restart on thirty four points, so we weren't particularly safe. Um, we knew we had, got, we had to pick up a couple of wins. Um, we weren't necessarily looking over our shoulder, but we knew that that threat was still there. Um, and to get the points and and to get the form uh, and pick up the wins that we did was was really impressive. I think there was obviously there were some really tricky games in there as well. Obviously Manchester City at home. Uh, Bournemouth away in there, um, and Arsenal at home, of course. So, yeah, was uh, was really pleased to to finish on the the points total that we did, and uh, I think the restart and and the prolonged break actually did us a, a hell of a lot of favours. Uh, Nathan Redmond would have probably missed the the rest of the season with an injury that he that he picked up, so he came back and and was was great for us, was integral to to us, and uh, of course, I'm sure we'll talk about him a bit later. But but Danny Ings just carried on there. Uh, carried on his hot form and uh, yeah the the end of the season has made most Saints fans really excited for for the next one yeah I, I think from the outside looking in it's very easy to kind of look at the restart as a demarcation point but how was your form before that like like are we just post dating it because we only saw it yeah. after the restart yeah so the form form for the restart was uh was really hot and cold I think the final result before we went into into lockdown was uh was a one nil home defeat to Newcastle I know that Mr. Jennifer got uh, sent off relatively early in that match, but there's still there were still question marks over our home form. Um, the form around the Christmas period really gave us um, the boost and the lift to where we were in the league. I know away wins to to Chelsea, uh, away wins to to Crystal Palace, and of course the two one away win to Leicester really lifted us above the the relegation zone. Um, as I say, it was quite inconsistent. The home form was letting us down, but but we have. We were fantastic away from home, um, and going into to lockdown, as I said said earlier, we were still looking our, over our shoulders a little bit on thirty four points because we knew that that might not have been enough to to be safe. Um, 
so yeah it was going in and, and we were quite inconsistent I would say but as you said coming out of the lockdown we kept our fitness levels high and uh, we really made the most of it yeah well definitely an impressive run there uh on the season's whole how would you rate your year and how did it just progress from match week one to 38 plus as they ended up being denoted yeah um if to, to rate it between one and ten i would i would give it a seven to finish 11th on 52 points off the top of my head i think it was um was just fantastic i mean 52 points that's uh six more points than Claude Puel achieved when we finished eighth so i mean 11th place and looking at it just below the, the top half of the table was is a fantastic season considering the the two seasons that, that came before it um i think we started the season slowly um we we lost on the opening day to Burnley away from home 3-0 it was quite a damning defeat as well um we picked up wins against against Brighton and a draw against Manchester United um which then got the ball rolling and we thought okay we're just a bit of a slow start and then of course that result happened that that you said at the start of the show I said it's every Saints fan hears it on every every game that's broadcasted at least 10 times <laughs> but I, I, it's it's a point that we have to talk about it is it is it not just because of the record that that will probably stand for a little while now and and how you know how embarrassing it was that night but it was the turning point in our season it, it really was i think uh, the stat is that from that point onwards we picked up more points than Leicester did from then to the end of the season and yeah. uh, so from that point onwards, we started picking up results. It was sort of make or break for us from that point onwards. And I think the biggest thing was after that 9-0 result, I think most clubs would have been very would have been very tempted to sack their manager. Um, we came out straight away. And I think the quote from Martin Simmons, our, our chief executive, was, we'd rather sack all the players than sack the manager. And that just shows the effect <laughs> that Ralph had. Uh, had from the board and I think that gave Ralph the boost um, and it also showed Ralph that to go back to basics I think he was p- playing a lot of players in their wrong position uh, whether that was because of injuries because of lack of form because of the squad pants wasn't right but uh, we signed a, a player called Kevin Danso in January on loan as a centre-back and I don't think he even played centre-back for us he played at right back he played at left back and that was one of many players who were sort of wedged into positions to try and to try and play a role and and I think from that that defeat to Leicester Ralph went right back to basics if you surplus the requirements in in certain positions you won't play and I think touching on Kevin Danso he played once or twice from that result we, we rarely saw him again and he's gone we haven't um using our, our option to buy him and he's gone back on uh, gone back to Augsburg I should say and uh yeah, I think the turning point was that defeat to Leicester and the faith shown in Ralph. And, and as you say, he's now signed a, a four-year contract, which every Saints fan um, is absolutely delighted with. Yeah, so I know a lot of people have laid the, the turnaround at, at Hasenhutl's feet and, oh, what did he do to turn everything around? But ever since he came in, you and I were talking about how, you know, that was the best business you did that winter was mm-hmm. getting in your manager. And obviously there are some dips and everything, but I think now everybody sees just how good he can be. What did you make of his first full year in charge? Highly, highly impressive. And he's arguably too good for us. And I'm hoping that it will be a long while yet until a, a, a top club who who he deserves to be at, um, realises that. 
of course, there was a lot of question marks around surrounding him around around that defeat to Leicester, but he's shown us, the fans, and the players themselves that he's the man for the job. And yeah, very very impressive. Um, I think again, he was just been awarded Manager of the Month. Um, that's the same number of Manager Months that that Pochettino received while at Southampton. Oh, wow. And uh, I think that's. He he's very close to be on the pedestal with with Ronald Koeman and, and Pochettino, um, and and maybe Nigel Atkins as well, the man who obviously took us from League One to the Premier League. But I I am very impressed. And although I say with that defeat, he's come in, re uh, revitalised the club that looked to be going one way, and that was towards the Championship. There's no doubt about that. Um, and now for you know in a short space of time, really 18 months, he's been here. Saints fans are no longer looking down at the championship. We're, we're, we're looking up and hopefully looking to, to sneak a little place in, into the Europa League. I know it was a on-running joke with Southampton fans that with the Man City potential ban that a place might drop down to eighth and that we mm. could sneak in there. But after the end of the season, after the after the restart in our form, the talk of the Europa League, albeit a little premature, I'll, I'll hold my hands up. It's not something that's really out of the question with this man in, at, at the helm. Yeah, definitely an impressive performance uh, from him, and he he just seems absolutely class. <laughs> I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Maybe it's concerning that people are talking about how good he is now. And you're like, shush, yeah, shush, yeah. go back to being ignorant of that fact. Um, obviously, another reason why you finished as high as you did this season was Danny Ings, who was in the Golden Boot race just just until the death of it. Everybody always knew how talented he was, obviously, since he was uh, at Burnley when when they came up all those years ago but injuries just seemed to nag him throughout a lot of his Liverpool career his early Southampton career but it seems like everything just came together for him this season do you think he was performing particularly better was he getting better service just what led to this resurgence for him I think I think uh, there's a number of factors why Danny Ings has had the season he's had first of all I think he's just a quality striker and I think he's been getting the minutes he deserves um and a, a, another factor I remember seeing on his Instagram or his social medias during the summer of last year, uh, of last year. Um, and I think he was in, in America with a specialist coach and was working really hard um, to come into the season and, and really hit the ground running. Um, albeit, I, I, he wasn't quite the starting striker at the start of the season. Che Adams got the nod over him, of course, a £15 million signing who, who came in. Um, but I think the goals, the two goals against Portsmouth in the derby, I mean, it wouldn't be a season review without me mentioning that that result. Um, <laughs> but those two those two goals in the 4-0 win over our, our biggest rivals gave him godlike status straight away. And I think he just, the ball started rolling from there. And, and I think he plays Ralph's system perfectly. That was, that was going to be my final point as to why he's had such a good season. I think he's the perfect strike for Ralph's system. He holds the ball up well. He links players. But of course, He's clinical inside the box. And, and for a team near the bottom end of the table, to have someone like that is absolutely crucial. And we were lucky to have him. Um, I dread to think of where we would have been without him. Um, but he's just a top quality striker. And I'm I'm blessed and I feel lucky to watch him play 90 minutes because it's not just the goals that he scored this season. It's everything with everything with his hold-up players. As I mentioned, the way he brings players in, his touch... Um, the way he's strong on the ball, the way he gets his head down and can beat a player, I think he's just fantastic. And we're we're fortunate in many ways that he's already had a move to a big club, and due to injuries, it didn't go go to plan. 
And now he's back playing somewhere, his hometown club, somewhere he's adored by the fans. Um, you ask any Southampton fan, I'd I put money on the fact that the replica shirts, that the, the new shirts that have just come out, Ings number nine will be, be the most sold shirt. Um, he's just adored by us. And the fact that he's a Southampton fan, a Southampton boy as well, just makes it even better. Mm. Um, and then he's just a top quality striker. I think we saw it about I mean, you don't get a move to Liverpool um, for no reason. And I think Klopp speaks highly of him as well. Um, I know I'm waxing lyrical about him, but you've got me going. And uh, he's he's just fantastic. <laughs> and uh, for a player to score that many goals in a team, which has been void of goals ever since sort of Pella and Mane left, to see that, I think Saints fans just, just wanted to stay and stay injury-free. And I think that has been the main thing for him. I, I said it a couple of uh, games for the end of the season and uh, my dad and a couple of friends sort of said I jinxed it I said the thing about him is he's been injury free and he's had a run of games <laughs> probably for the first time since his Burnley since his Burnley days where, he, where he's banging lots of goals so it comes to no surprise now that he's been able to to, to look after his body um, and, uh, and and the goals have, have gone flying in Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, he's definitely been impressive. On a personal note, I only brought him in in FPL after the restart, and that was a huge mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Should have probably believed in him a lot earlier. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we did just do a whole segment on um, the Hoiberg for Kyle Walker-Peters air quotes swap deal. Uh, so go and listen to that if you want kind of our full thoughts on it. But just the kind of quick recap, what do you make of that swap? Yeah, a, a fantastic deal for both parties. Walker Peters came in and, and filled the void at right back, which has been there arguably since Nathaniel Klein left for Liverpool in 2015, I want to say. So it's been a long time that position's really hindered us. I know Cedric did a did a good job for us under Ronald Koeman, but mismanagement from poor managerial appointments and and his his shortcomings let us down. And then from there, Jan Valery came in, had a good stint. Hadn't really lived up to the potential so far, and and was forced, and Ralph was forced to to play players out of position there. So Walker Peters for us, fantastic deal, and touching on Hoiberg, he was going into into his final twelve months of his contract. So if we didn't sell now, he would have gone for free next summer. Um, so again, I think it I think it works for both parties. We're we're really pleased to have Walker Peters, and we're thankful for for Hoiberg. He's been it's an amicable amicable move. Um, unlike some moves um, leaving us in the past. Um, and uh, yeah, I wish him well. And I'm, I'm really pleased that, that Walker Peters has come in. 
Yeah, definitely looks like a positive step for both clubs. As you say, obviously, the downside is that you do lose a piece in your central midfield. Is there anybody in-house that you'll think will step into that role? Or do you think that's a position that you'll target in the window? I think we'll definitely target it in the window. I think we need to. I think depth has been a, a bit of our, uh, a bit of a problem for us for a few seasons now. I know we've been linked with uh, McKenney from, from Schalke. I think he's... I've seen rumours, you know, it's silly season, we're in the transfer window, so rumours uh, may not be to be believed, but he's been a player who's heavily linked with us and it looks likely that that deal could go through. But if he doesn't, then we've got players who can step in. Oriol Romeo filled the gap for Hoiberg um, across across the uh, the restart. I know Hoiberg only made two starts, um, two, three starts in the in the restart um, and Hoiberg filled, uh, Hoiberg's place was filled well by Romeo who's been at the club for a little while um Harrison Reed is a player who's been out on loan uh, for the past three seasons I want to say and he's just won promotion with Fulham he's a defensive midfielder the only worry with Harrison Reed is is that he's the same age as Hoiberg people seem to forget that um and he has oh but he still has that prospect status yeah he has the, he is that type of player who because he's not broken through people uh, still believe he's much younger than he is. I think he's eight months older than Hoiberg, in fact. I think he's just the same age as Ward Prowse, who broke in two, three seasons ago. Um, and he's been here. I remember Pochettino gave him his chance. Um, but since then, Kuman, Puel, Pellegrino, Hughes and Ralph have all been able to have a look at him and haven't fancied him. So that's the worry with, with Reed. So I, I believe that Harrison Reed's move to... To Fulham will probably be made permanent, like the Walker Peters loans permanent with us. So it's definitely a position we need to target in the window. Um, whatever money we get from Reed and, and Hoiberg will, will hopefully fund that. Yeah, any chance uh, Lamina gets another chance at the club, or do you think he'll be sold on permanently? Lamina, it's a difficult difficult one with Lamina because under under Hughes and under Pellegrino, he actually looks like a very good footballer. Yeah. Um, he 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 was really impressive under those two. Ralph has come in, and I think it was a little bit unfortunate for, for Mario Lamina in, in some ways that he was injured. I think he was injured when Ralph came in, um, and I'm not sure he really returned to full fitness because he was impressive. But what what, what sort of let him down was he had an air of I want to say arrogance, but maybe that's for a lack of a better word um, about him. I think he perhaps fell out with Ralph. I remember. This time last year, he he put a, a montage of himself on his own Twitter, um, saying that he um, so the, the the quote was, "I know what I can achieve, and I I will work hard to uh, to to achieve that." And I think he may have fallen out with Raul. Um, I th- I would like to see him given another go if 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 he can. But again, if we can move him on, move him on for some money, and we can invest that back into the squad. Then, then no one's going to begrudge that. I think he, him and Charlie Austin were in the same boat this time last summer, tra- training on their own. Uh, didn't go on pre-season tour as they were looking for moves. So I think that ship has probably sailed. I think Ralph is that type of character to, to, to if you're not on board with his his plans and his ideas, then 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 he'll uh, happily move you on. Hopefully, again, it won't be a loan deal like it was to Galatasaray because we've got a lot of players out on loan. There's there's players who. Have come in for big money. You almost have a full eleven on them. Yeah, Guido Carrillo is one twenty million pounds. We saw him a handful of times, and he's been shipped out on loan. Wesley Hoyt is another one. The list, the list goes on. El Yunusi's come back to Celtic online. So it's time we we turn these loan 
loan deals into into permanent so we can invest in the squad and, and help Ralph achieve what he wants to do with the squad. Yeah, it's pretty funny because it sounds pretty similar with us with uh, Kyle Walker-Peters. Obviously, the two of us linked in that deal and that sounds like you're selling three central midfielders to buy one and we might be selling two right back yeah. to sign one. It's a, it's an interesting policy, but I yeah. guess if you combine all of those sales into the player that you really want at a position, then it'll prove worth it. Uh, any other potential positions that you might address this this summer or, well, <laughs> it's already summer, uh, but yeah. players that might be coming in or out? Um, we're heavily linked with uh, with the centre-back. I think that's um, a position that Ralph knows that, that we need to invest in, although Jack Stevens has been arguably our most improved player this season. He, he looked like he fell out of favour. Um, Yannick Vestergaard hasn't lived up to any hype that, that came in. He looks surplus to re- requirements and uh, I'm believe, I believe we've, we're close or have have signed uh, uh, Mohamed Salisu from, from Real Valladolid. Um, Sky Sports reporting yesterday that the deal has been done. Saints um, haven't made any confirmations on 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 Twitter or or on the website, so we're, we're waiting for that one. Um, again, Hoiberg's gone. We need a central midfielder. Um, apart from that, I think we just need some more depth, perhaps in the wide positions. Uh, Redmond and Armstrong seem to be to have the nod, but the thing is, we've got Genepo uh, and and. And Buffal as well, who can play on, on those positions. So I think a centre-back and a central midfielder with Carl Walker-Peters coming in, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be happy with that business. I'd be happy with that business. But yeah, hopefully uh, a centre-back, uh, Salisu seems close and the, uh, seems like a, a, another young prospect to, who Ralph can, can hopefully mould. All right, well, with those kind of transfery thoughts still in mind, obviously you mentioned finished 11th this season. What are you expecting for next year? More of the same, hopefully. I think at times I've been very guilty of it. I think Saints fans have been very guilty of it. That our expectations have perhaps exceeded the, the realms of possibility in terms of the squad. Um, another another mid-table finish, I'll be happy with that. You know, fans of a club like ours, a cup run would be great. Um, I'm expecting us to be in and around the same position. Hopefully, if we can fix the home form, then who knows? We might even be able to push for a European place, but that's that's not something that I'm really too expectant of just yet. Um, as long as we can invest in the squad, make progress under Ralph uh, again, then then I'll be happy with another another mid table finish. That's for sure. One of those unexciting seasons where you're never really <laughs> yeah. worried about uh, falling well, into the relegation, worry about fight. relegation again. And if we can sneak into the European place, then then that's great. Um, the past two seasons past two and a half seasons have not been fun have not been uh, uh, nail <laughs> biting your nails towards the end of the season with a shootout against Swansea City when it stays up is not I'll uh, <laughs> take an 11th place finish every every day of the week over that that scenario yeah forgot about that also earlier when you mentioned Graziano Pella I forgot that he like regularly started for Italy in that Euros so a yeah. couple of fun memories that you've uh, brought oh, up in this that's good yeah <laughs> That Cuban season, Van Dyke, Peller, and, and Mane just wow. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, if you don't, if I don't think too much about it, I won't cry. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Well, we won't make you do that. So we'll end things now. So if you want to tell folks where they can find you now, it'd be a good time. Yeah, you can just find me on Twitter, uh, Mr. Sam E. Cox. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. Best of luck with Kyle Walker Peters and next season on the whole. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me on.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.